Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, girl, girl, girl. We back, child. And hey, Ashley. We are on our second week of our new format. Hey, girl, hey, uh, how you feeling? Yeah. How you living? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying our new format. Uh, it's nice to see our episodes broken out within the week. Something to look forward to. How about you? Absolutely. I'm enjoying it too. I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that our episodes are shorter and like more digestible, which we've talked about because yes. I feel like it gives people something, you know, a taste of, you know, our usual, but mm-hmm. in just a little more of a condensed form to where people are not, you know, on their commutes for an hour and a half. Like, oh, I can't finish that. 45, 35 to 45 minutes. We got y'all. So absolutely. I hope we can keep this momentum going and guys continue to share out and let us know what you think. Yes. So girl, today we have a few headlines and one major hot topic to discuss. Fun. Let's start with the latest headline that has dropped today. And this is the new Jeopardy hosts. Okay. Delora, today it has been rumored but today it has finally been confirmed that Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik will take over the mantle. Exactly. So basically, Mike Richards is an executive producer, supposedly one of the guest hosts. I never saw him. He will now lead the main syndicated Jeopardy Monday through Friday show. And then Big Bang Theory star Mayim Bialik, who obviously was also Blossom. We'll do primetime specials and tournaments, including the college championship next year. So Mm. I guess because they've had this rotation, right? We've seen all these various hosts that have come through, including probably our favorite, LeVar Burton. Of course. (laughs) Guest host. We also had, you know, Ken Jennings, Robin Roberts, et cetera. Aaron 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 Rodgers, who I thought actually did a really good job. Um. This, this choice is so underwhelming to me. Like, I don't think I've been more underwhelmed since Ryan Seacrest was announced as the replacement on Live with Kelly. And I actually yes. do think that inevitably was a good choice because Ryan has showed much more uh, of his personality. Of personality, absolutely. But I don't see it with this decision. What do you, you think about what, this? You know, this reminds me of what they did four years ago on The View when they were cycling out guest hosts and you had certain repeats that you grew to love and then they made the announcement that freaking Megan McCain was going to take the seat, you know? So (laughs) this is what it reminded me of because it's like, who? She wasn't even, she wasn't even a guest host, not one time and she gets the spot. Like, so yeah, highly disappointing. I was looking on uh, entertainment weekly and i was interested in knowing like who had the highest ratings and apparently ken jenny's was it yes and unfortunately the reason why our boo um 
Kente hello ratings was because <laughs> he was on during the week of the freaking Olympics. So I just was like, that, that wasn't fair. Was, I didn't appreciate that. Was that intentional? I'm just saying. Girl, girl. I'm just saying. How many black guest hosts that we have? One Two? Other. Three? Robin. We had one other black guy. One other Ooh. black guy besides LeVar. Don't ask me his name because I could not tell you right <laughs> now. I don't remember what this guy Neil, did. No, it, no, it was not Neil. It was not Neil. It was another black man. Sorry, Jeopardy fans. I'm sure you guys know. But I will just say, again, underwhelming. I feel like I was really hoping Jeopardy was going to come into a new era. Like, you have an opportunity to step into a new era. Yeah, Mayim is a little different. That's a little more exciting to me. But you're replacing... They should have made her it. And I would have enjoyed that. You're replacing one white man with another white man. Like, this does not excite (laughs) me. It is 2021. Who does this excite? Anything. No one. Because I have no idea who this man is. Harper, who is this man? Apparently, he was also a producer on Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. And also, Mm -hmm. he has some controversy because they were saying he had some uh, personnel issues. Discrimination. Yeah. So, I I don't know what's going to happen. I cannot pretend like I'm some huge Jeopardy fan that watches every day. So, hopefully, some of the hardcore fans are a little more excited. But I can tell you from the public reaction, nobody's excited. Definitely welcome to the cookout. So, you know, it does mean something <laughs> to us. You know? Alex also, when I used to watch it, he had such a way to, like, cut some of the guests sometimes. Absolutely. And read Absolutely. you. Read yes. you so easily. And it's and he does it so well that you had to do a double take <laughs> to be like, oh, yes. he played me. Got it. <laughs> so with the rest in peace obviously Alex Trebek he was a legend Absolutely. and I say one white man to another white man and I don't mean that to be saying as if Mike Richards may not be great Mike Richards may be great I'm just saying I was hoping for a little more of an exciting unexpected yes. um host that may add a, a different flavor unproven. he I seems want, unproven but I also just want a different flavor like when you have an opportunity to change something why not change it up in such a way that may bring your show into the future you know what i mean breathe new life exactly Again, Ken jenny's would have been a great replacement you know what i mean i mean he's beloved by the jeopardy community he will still Absolutely. be a producer on the show so we'll see what happens i'm not gonna knock mike richards until i actually get a chance to see him in action i'm sure mayam is gonna do her thing it's not a sexy choice in my opinion but we'll see what happens delora so that's our first headline Our second headline today is on a more somber note. Christina Applegate this week revealed that she has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, Delora. Now, it's not as if she's the first big celebrity who has Mm -hmm. been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I went back Mm -hmm. and kind of looked. I had some off the top of my head like Selma Blair, Montel Williams, singer Mm -hmm. Tamia, Richard Pryor had MS. I mean, the list kind of goes on, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. But it was Mm. shocking, especially because for me, Christina Applegate is somebody that I feel like I kind of grew up watching from Married with Children to Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and then recently Mm -hmm. on Dead to Me. So it was just Mm -hmm. like out of left field. And then also remember, remember she had just um, (laughs) she had just got over her breast cancer 
girl that she battled with yeah within the past few years so I hate to see another medical diagnosis like this for her but it seems like she's taking it in stride she released uh such a great quote she said it's been a strange journey but I've been so supported by people that I know who also have this condition it's been a tough Mm -hmm. road but as we all know the road keeps going unless some asshole blocks it like she's keeping her sense of humor about it for sure so Mm -hmm. obviously wishing her a speedy recovery any additional thoughts for you yes I um I immediately thought about Selma Blair and I'm so happy to see that she reached out I completely forgot they were both in the sweetest thing together Mm -hmm. with Cameron Diaz yep peak early 2000 fashion movie absolutely she messaged her back on Instagram saying loving you always so nice to see that someone who's currently living with it and has had a very public progression of the disease um you know shown on her social media right to reach out to her in that way but yeah my my heart kind of broke a little bit for Christina because again I remember her breast cancer journey so Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. this has to be difficult I'm just gonna go ahead and insert myself into the conversation like Megan McCain and say (laughs) 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 uh, literally we talked about this in previous podcasts my birthday was in July shout out to all the cancers out there and I had a semi big birthday and I went ahead and got my boobies checked and girl, I had to go back for extra imaging. That was not fun. Yeah. But I had to tell myself that, okay, this is my baseline. <laughs> we don't have a picture of these bad boys on file. So if they're going to have to have additional imaging, so be it. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ. I am okay and whole, but amen. You know, I, you know, (laughs) sitting and waiting for those results were not fun. Yeah. I I felt like in some ways I understood what she meant by saying a strange journey, because unfortunately she's already experienced some of the worst diagnosis before. Right. Mm -hmm. And to do that again, I, my heart goes out to her. Yeah. And at the age of 49, you know what I mean? Still relatively young so much life to be lived and I know a lot of people get diagnosed even in their 20s you know to me it was only 28 when she was diagnosed and I want to correct something mm-hmm. I said earlier it's not like she's gonna have a, a speedy road to recovery this is not an illness that you get over right this is a journey you she's gonna have to for the rest of her life yeah she's gonna have to manage her symptoms I have a family mm-hmm. member um, who has dealt with MS for 20 plus years so to see it up close and firsthand is just a different experience and I hope that with um, technology today and medicine today, that things have been become better and that there's been more research and availability to help people with these mm-hmm. sorts of diseases. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just hope for the very best, you know, it's difficult to talk about pe- other people's health issues because I don't know firsthand, but Christina, I'm wishing you the very best. All right, Delora, let's lighten things up. Quentin Tarantino is our next headline girl. And he it's has revealed... <laughs> <laughs> He has revealed his level of petty is what I'm basically saying, because this man has said that he vowed to never give money to his mother and he stuck to it. Girl, he said, message the parents, watch how you talk to your children during an appearance on the moment podcast hosted by one of the billions co-creators. He said that his mother gave him a hard time about his aspiring career before he became famous. He said, She told him your little writing career was over 
I go, okay, lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see one penny from my success. There will be no house for you. There's no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing because you said that girl. And he said he has stuck to that other than kicking some dough over to her because she got into a jam with the IRS. He has never given her a dime. He said there are consequences for your words as you deal with your children. Remember, there are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them. Without context, he sounds so petty. What are your thoughts on this headline? Girl, SDE all day, small (laughs) dick energy. I, I just feel like Sir, is it really that? Okay. What did the great great songwriter say? The first cut is the deepest. Unfortunately, our families know all of the buttons in the world and they push them with glee sometimes. Okay. Speak them big facts. But with that being said, because I grew up in the church, okay, I was taught honor thy mother and thy father. And your days may be long upon the land that the Lord give you. Okay, so I, be, be careful, Quentin. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his religious beliefs are, but I will say that when this headline popped up, my first thought was, why do men, some famous men, have these complicated relationships with their mothers? Mommy issues. Like, Mommy oh issues. my goodness. This is too they much for me. come off acting like they don't like women in general. And, and you know, there's that whole weird, I don't even know what the name of the group is called, and I'm not going to put it out there for anybody doing any research that collectively go on and talk about their hatred for women and all this and that. But I will say, I feel like though we're missing something. Like, I feel like there has to be more to this dynamic than just this moment because he's good enough to where that's it i genuinely feel like that's it if literally she said one thing to you one day and you have held this against her you are on michael jordan's level of petty you let one thing somebody say to you one time fuel the fire of your success and then later on said guess what mom i'm rich and famous and you're not getting a single dime baby don't forget that thing you said when i was 13 years old remember that one time like I feel like he went to his mom as a doll she's probably like I don't remember that well I do I was 13 years old and you told me I wasn't gonna ever make it so guess what you never seen a dime is he gonna give her room to apologize because I mean I know what that's like it's like hey I'll let you know about something that hurt my feelings and it's like oh well you know, you get what you get. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Like, has his mother in the years since ever said, Oh, I'm proud of you? And did none of that negate that original statement? What's exactly. funny too is and obviously article, it was the fire he needed to do what he's been doing for the last 20 years. And that's what somebody said to him, I think, either during that interview or subsequently. He's like, Nope, nope, you gotta be careful of your words. But what's funny is in the CNN article I'm reading, they also said he may want to be mindful of his words because he is a parent to a toddler son. So <laughs> imagine if his Period. little son is like, nah, dad, remember when I was six and you told me I couldn't go out to play? Well, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Girl, That's some karma. It could have just been a throwaway <laughs> line, too, honestly, right? Or maybe she was having a bad day. Like, we don't know the circumstances. And he is too old to be holding on to this same grudge. And like, talking about least, it publicly. At least how I felt about some things that happened in my childhood. I have given my parents grace because exactly. growth, perspective. Exactly. That, that happens with age for most exactly. people, I assume, you know. Girl. <laughs> 
it's the pettiness for me. Like, again, maybe there's some other circumstances we don't know anything about, but it, I wouldn't have put that out there. I'll say that mom, you know, I love you. Dolores mom, you know, she loves you Absolutely. and we would you, never, we would never. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's our third headline and our last and final Miss Issa Ray has released the first look trailer at her new reality show. I mean, obviously we have to say goodbye to Insecure sooner rather than later, but we got this new project and new gym to hopefully keep us occupied. Laura, it was just Tuesday, the HBO Max released the trailer. It's an unscripted series called Sweet Life Los Angeles. It will premiere on August 19th and it follows a South Los Angeles-based friend group as they navigate life and success in their mid-20s. They are basically an entrepreneurial cast and they have jobs ranging from music manager to fashion designer to marketing specialist. So it's black excellence. I think that's the whole point and concept from what I could see. But what do you think about this trailer? How did I feel about this trailer? I, I have to see it to have an opinion, honestly, like the actual show. Yeah. Because for me, it, it didn't move me in any kind of way. Like I love seeing black young people, good looking people thrive. I'm here for it. Right. However, I just hope it's not going to be a cast full of toxic scammers. I I, I believe Issa <laughs> would have vetted these people in their careers, but I feel like they're living very Instagram lives. And I don't know, it should be interesting on, on how that imagery affects people. Hopefully it'll be motivating for the younger generation or even our generation. Yeah, I mean, Issa definitely puts on for L.A. I'll say that because oh, yeah. it's yet another L.A. based production. She also was taking a break from writing because she said, listen, it's going to be unscripted. I'm not putting together a writing team <laughs> for this one. But that check will be in the mail. It absolutely will be. be in the mail. But I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I'm not a big reality show watcher. There's select reality shows I watch, but this is mm -hmm. right up my alley. Like, I want to see what this cast of Black, young, entrepreneurial, uh, beautiful people, as you mentioned, are going to be getting mm -hmm. into. I hope they focus mm -hmm. more, like you said, on the motivational factors. Remember I told you I stopped watching Real Housewives of Atlanta because mm -hmm. I hate it that we never focus on their career successes like yeah we can have some level of drama and all that but these women are doing, are doing the damn thing Absolutely. like you need to be putting that in to help teach the black women and the other women and whoever's watching that show how to emulate and and you know kind of project that level of aspirational success in their own lives. I don't just want to see them talking shit when Phaedra's out here winning awards for lawyer of the year and you got mm -hmm. Candy writing songs and making money while she's sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just hope that this does focus on that and not just be another rehash of a lot of other reality shows that we watch that focus much more on the shenanigans and who's sleeping with who than mm -hmm. on some of the career aspirational parts that are exciting to me. So mm -hmm. I'm here for it. I will be tuned in. HBO Max is taking over as one of my favorite streaming services by the way so i mean they're making the right investments i'm in with material it. so I'm yeah. with it hbo max but congrats Itza, for your new show yeah girl she better have gave us something real quick because she knew people was gonna be in mourning after insecure is over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be a loss for the culture for sure all right delora it is time for our one and only hot topic and it's our one and only hot topic because queen b deserves the floor miss beyonce giselle Knowles, carter 
has graced the cover of Harper's Bazaar for an interview just shy of her 40th birthday next Ooh. month. Delora, it was the visuals for me. It was the Girl, sassiness for me. It Ooh. was the uh, peek into a little bit of Beyonce's soul while also sticking true to who Beyonce has always been. Mm-hmm. I loved this interview. I have some I highlights too. that I want to discuss, but hit me with your most impactful parts of this Harper's Bazaar interview from what you read and what you saw. Oh, excellent question, Ashley. First of all, the visuals were everything. One of my favorite things on Twitter, they mentioned, uh, so in the article, she has this diamond top with the Ivy Park jean situation. And they're like, when you're iconic, you reference yourself for... I kind of mm. pictures it and it's um it's definitely taking reference to the dangerously in love cover yes, iconic gorgeous. her first album um but I just love hearing about the boss side of her um empire you know what I mean when she said that she was just tired of execs giving her reports and charts and and she had faith and confidence in herself to say I know what the people want let me do it. So I'm referring to the black and white aspect. They're like, oh, our reports say that, you know, your fans don't like things in black and white. And she went out and made, (laughs) she made, if I were a boy music video in black and white, as well as single ladies in black and white. And those are literally her highest commercial success in, in her career, you know? So And And a lot of people think about how much people don't know what they want until they get it right. The idea that Beyonce has to conform to what the audience wants versus giving us things that we didn't even know we wanted. That's one of my favorite things about Beyonce. Yes. Yes. She constantly gives me things. I'm like, girl. Well, she said that she's in the studio and she's stacking 200 sounds on top of each other for harmonies. Or finding the right, I'm like, I didn't realize she was so meticulous in the music aspect of things. Like, I feel like Beyonce doesn't get that much credit because, I mean, I've said this before and I'm not hating, but if you read the, you know, writers on some of her songs, there, there is a list, you know what I mean? Um, And so the assumption is that she's not as involved, but she obviously is. And obviously we've gotten to know her and her involvement courtesy of the homecoming documentary. So the other thing that I really did enjoy from the article was um, her talking about her growth as a woman, how she was so laser focused um, as a young woman uh, that she she pretty much said if it wasn't towards my goal, I said no to it. So mm-hmm. she missed out on a lot of things. But I thought it was very interesting that she said that she doesn't think young Beyonce would be able to handle the current Beyonce yes. now. And I'm like, I guess I appreciate that. I it really is the do. sassiness for me. I love yes. it. What about you, Ashley? Oh, girl, I had to write down some of my thoughts because I have to, <laughs> I have to keep, I have to keep it together for, for my, for my Beyonce. All right. So I wrote, in my opinion, Beyonce is the greatest living entertainer, but I've realized, especially reading this article, that unlike my idols that I had, like that we grew up with, you know, the Whitney's, the Michael's, all mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. The, and, and the fact that she maintains her privacy, she feels so real to me now as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, like maybe it's mm-hmm. age, but I don't like adore or idolize her. I see her humanity. 
and I respect her mm-hmm. talent and the gifts mm-hmm. that she contributes. So like, I've always respected, as I mentioned, her dedication to her privacy. And she speaks about that because what has saddened me so much about our idols, right, is that most of them did not necessarily have that option. They grew up in an era of excessive drug use or different things yes. that robbed us of their gifts. The great Whitney Houston's birthday was this week. She would have been 58 years old. I mean, Ashley. and you know, Whitney is is my goat. Like Whitney is yes. the love of my musical life. So yes. I'm I I take I take it so seriously, uh, Beyonce needing to protect herself and her mental health and her well-being so that she it does not fall down those same paths and that she's able to live out her life. Because if something happens to Beyonce, I just don't know. I just don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do musically without her. Um, mm-hmm. And I also love in this article, I feel like Beyonce's growth is also centered so much on her identifying, respecting, appreciating and projecting black excellence and black beauty. Mm-hmm. And she talks mm-hmm. about that whole black rodeo and black cowboys history mm-hmm. that I was completely mm-hmm. unaware of in her inspiration for Ivy Park. And it's just another reason to like respect and appreciate who she's become as an artist and as a human being that she constantly makes it a point to put her focus on us and on the black community. And I think that's beautiful. And my last thing is I love that she talked about being a CBD enthusiast because who knew like Beyonce, yo, you discovered CBD yo, and was like, yo, it's that also me. means she's absolutely already invested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that's a business that her or Jay or both are definitely Jay is already in yeah. it, but I'm sure she's a part of it as well. Yes. But I just can't wait to see what Beyonce does next. Like she talks about how she wants her 40s to be this decade of focusing on those who love her and mm-hmm. all these things. But as a businesswoman, like, you know, she's about to do some major things probably in the next couple of decades, especially as her, as her thoughts and her life shift away from the stage, because obviously you can only perform to the extent that Beyonce well, performs for so long. That she even talked about the injury mm-hmm. and, or the effects of performing for so many years on her body. Yeah. You know, I assume that she would probably be in great shape, but I didn't think she would have some serious wear and tear like, like she, you know, discussed in the article. I'm excited to see what other artists she's going to have under her umbrella because I, you know, we stand for uh, Chloe and Hallie, you oh. know, a hundred thousand percent. Now wait for the new Little Mermaid movie to come out. Like I'm just I'm I can't wait myself, for everything. So. I'm going to the yes. Light Someone Festival in New York in October and Chloe is performing by herself. So I'm curious no. to see what her set is going to be. She's performing by herself. So I'm super curious. Yeah. I mean, not that I, I don't want them to split up at all. I, but no. I think they also have their individual gifts and talents that I want They're them like to twins. embrace. Yeah. It's like Tia and Tamara. Like they they're doing their own thing and they're completely fine with it. Exactly. <laughs> like I watched their little tea time on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm oh, invested. Yeah. Like I love, yeah. I love them. But I, I, love say, them. I say all that to say that I think what this article gave me was not only more insight into Beyonce, but like a, ref- like it helped me to even take a step back and think about myself and my own life and all those things. Right. Like, Absolutely. because Beyonce has been with us for so long and she's so been so years. entrenched in our lives that it's like, well, Beyonce, if you're about to be 40, what does this mean? And where was I when I first listened to Destiny's Child? Like I remember singing Destiny's Child songs vividly in elementary school. I remember where I, remember I was. The first time I heard Bills, 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 it was on a regular radio in the house and the signal was weak. And I was like, what is the song? 
also coming as a child who was not allowed to listen to quote unquote secular music most of my childhood so <laughs> i was like yo i still had great taste in music right but i was like yo what was this who was yeah this? i remember where oh, i was when absolutely. the lemonade visuals dropped i was in a hotel in atlanta Girl. and thank god because i didn't have cable at the time and i was like oh shit Beyonce, the what, Super does this Bowl. <laughs> what does this mean? The Super Bowl. We actually talked about that. You remember we were like, yo, what does this mean about Beyonce and Jay-Z? No, like- seriously. <laughs> seriously. I was not ready. So she has she has been such a big part of my life, of your life, of our collective yes. lives and entertainment that I think yes. it was just a great unexpected treat to be able to read this from her and just get a little more insight. Beyonce, my favorite image I have on right now, she has the black cowboy hat on. She has like kind of the net bodysuit on. Like she's just, she's fabulous. She's That's just our little appreciation moment for Queen B and keep doing your thing, girl. And Delora, that is it for headlines and hot topics and for our episode today. But obviously yes. we're going to be back with a new episode, guys, next week. Delora, what are we going to be doing next week? Viva! <laughs> so excited. The brand new animated movie by Sony Pictures, currently on Netflix. Vivo, original music and lyrics by the great Lynn Medwell Miranda. So excited to be discussing that film with you, Ashley. Me too, girl. Awesome, guys. Stay tuned for our next drop, and we'll see you then. Bye.